Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it into hour number two of the program. You're going to get a lot of sports open line here over the next couple days with no Cardinals baseball tomorrow or Friday. We will have full two-hour programs the next uh, two days. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And... If you ever miss anything we do on Sports Open Line, you can always find the podcasted edition of it at KMOX.com and also on the Odyssey app. And uh, if you're not listening, we got so many different places you can listen, but you can listen on the Odyssey app, which includes the rewind function. So when I say something, you can go, did he really just say what I think he just said? And you can rewind and see whether or not, indeed, I just said something that you think I just said. I just saw this a moment ago. I wasn't planning on talking about this on today's program, but this is interesting. Uh, we've had Robert Murray on this show a fair amount of times. MLB Insider right now is with uh, Fansite. He's had a few different uh, places that he has uh, written for. And he's got a podcast, The Baseball Insiders. And on the most recent edition of his podcast, he said that there is interest in Tyler O'Neill from a Cardinals divisional rival. Now, before we get to who, let's talk about the the what when it comes to Tyler O'Neill. O'Neill reportedly has started swinging a little bit, but he's got this back issue that has been bothering him. Uh, he's had some some small procedures. I think it was like an epidural and uh, just some other um, some other things to try to limit the pain. He can't get away from it. So at this point, I don't know what you do if you're the Cardinals when it comes to O'Neill because he has not shown the ability to stay healthy, and by him not showing the ability to stay healthy, he doesn't have much trade value right now. If you are going to go trade for a Tyler O'Neill, you would attempt to trade for him in a buy low, hope for a high uh, return type situation, which if that happens, the Cardinals don't get much. So they're not going to get much for him. 
And then if he does find a way to return to his form of a couple years ago, whoever he's traded to is going to get incredible value for for whatever they give up for him. So I just I don't know how you trade O'Neal at this point. Um barring another team out there being willing to really overpay, but the medicals are the medicals and you're going to see that. So according to Robert Murray inside of his uh podcast The Baseball Insiders, he said that the Milwaukee Brewers have expressed interest in Tyler O'Neal. Uh, and the idea is that the Brewers would be willing to make some moves to try to make their team better if they continue to stick around in the NL Central race. And they've fallen back here recently. They lose again today. Uh, I don't think they're an especially good team, but this division is open for just about anybody. And the thing that both the Cardinals and the Brewers have at this point is they at least have some established guys on their roster who have won the division and had success before you think about the Brewers, you think about a Corbin Burns, you think about a Brandon Woodruff, you think about a Christian Yelich, obviously when you think about the Cardinals, <coughs> excuse me, when you uh, think about the Cardinals, uh, you think about um, the uh, Paul Goldschmidt, the Nolan Arnato, the Miles Michaelis, uh, things like that. So um those the, the cores of the Cardinals and the Brewers are probably the best cores in the division. I still don't think the Brewers are especially good. I don't think they're going to win the division, uh, and, and the Cardinals are the last place team in the division. So, if you if the Brewers show interest in Tyler O'Neill, are the Cardinals willing to make that trade? Now, at some point there's going to have to be a decision made on O'Neal. The way this roster and the way this team is constructed at the moment, I don't know what O'Neal brings you. And more importantly, I would be concerned and I would be worried that he gets, you know, air quote, healthy, and you have to make some sort of roster decision to to clear that space or somebody loses some playing time because of it. And then all of a sudden you're, you're really relying on him and he plays well for a little while, but then he gets hurt again. That is the thing that would worry me if I'm the Cardinals. I don't, I don't know at this point what the path forward is with O'Neal. You're not just going to let him go for nothing. Uh, you, you can't get much for him right now in a trade at some point in time, if, and when he's healthy, you're, you're going to have to activate him. Um, you still have him under club control for next season. So, you're, again, you, if if he was a free agent at the end of this year and you just had zero confidence, zero faith that he was ever going to be able to contribute again, well, maybe you let him go and you just eat the money. He's making just under $5 million this year, which is, which is a fair amount of money, but it's not something that you – you could walk away from that if you really, really needed to, if you thought it made the team better. But because he's under team control for next year, you're not gonna let that's a, that's an asset that you're just not going to let walk away. So I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with him moving forward. And the idea of him going to a division rival, John Mosalock does not make a lot of moves with division rivals. The the Jose Quintana trade yesterday, or yeah, not yesterday, last year, was was kind of odd for him. 
He doesn't do that all that often. His track record shows that trades to division rivals are not something that happen very often. And if it is going to happen, it's probably going to happen with a division rival that isn't really challenging for anything in that year. So you're not getting beat by that guy. The fact that the Cardinals are trying to chase down every other team in the division right now, as they start making moves, I don't think it's likely that they are going to be making moves with these teams that they're trying to chase down inside the division. You know, the Pirates in all likelihood are going to become a seller again. They have really fallen off. They're five games under 500. They've lost nine straight games. Uh, they they got some good value last year. You think about Johan Oviedo. He hasn't been great, but he's been he's been good. Uh, they I'm sure they'll be looking to make some moves like that. Their their season it changed in a bad way um, when, when O'Neill Cruz went down, and they just haven't been completely the same since then. And I I don't think they're as bad as they've looked over the last week and a half, but I don't think they're especially good. And they're probably, when all is said and done, they're they're probably going to fall out of contention. So five weeks from now, they're not going to be a team that's going to be looking to add. The Reds might be looking to add. The Brewers might be looking to add. The Cardinals might be looking to add. Maybe even there's a scenario where the Cubs are looking to add. You know, the Cubs at one point had the worst record in the National League, as the Cardinals have had at times the worst record in the National League. Um, the Cubs have played better baseball here recently. Much better baseball. They've won eight of their last ten. They've won three in a row. The Cubs, the Cubs are the only team in the NL Central with a positive run differential. The Cardinals are the Cubs, excuse me, are plus twenty-six in run differential. Second place on that list is the Cardinals at ten under. They're minus ten in run run differential. So you can make you can make arguments for just about any of these teams on why they could potentially make a, make a run. You can make an argument for the Reds. You can make an argument for the Brewers. You can make an argument for the Cubs. You can make an argument for the Cardinals. It's starting to get a little bit tougher to be able to make that argument for the Pirates. 314-436-7900. We'll get back to phone calls and text messages later on in the hour. But uh, up next, we're going to be joined by uh, Brian Kennedy, sports anchor and reporter for Channel 4 KMOV. He's with us in just a moment as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. A great bar sports open line continues on right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Happy for about another 40 minutes or so as we take you till 8 o'clock this evening. A lot going on in uh, downtown St. Louis, City SC, with a uh, midweek game this week. And uh, we talked Cardinals baseball earlier to talk all things St. Louis sports. We're happy to uh, welcome on to the program. You see him on Channel 4 KMOV. He is uh, on Twitter at TV. He's my friend, Brian Kennedy. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm at, I'm actually downtown amongst the nonsense right now. I just stepped off the pitch at uh, City Park Stadium, man. You get such such a nice stadium. People haven't been there. I know it costs an arm and a leg, but you got to get it. It's um, what it, does it feel at all different with it being a midweek match? The vast majority of their matches have been on Saturday nights. Right. You know, it, it does feel different. You know, usually on the weekend, this place is already rocking and crazy by now. And, I, and, you know, the seats aren't filled yet, which I know they will be, but it's definitely a little bit slower fill-in. But, I mean, I was out at the block party for a live shot. There were people everywhere, and people were filing in. So it's, it's definitely a little bit different feel early, but I have a feeling it's still going to be sold out and crazy like you. Yeah, I went to the uh, the Sunday match when they played uh, the L.A. Galaxy, and that, that was their only day game at home this year because when they play on Saturdays, they generally play uh, on Saturday nights, and uh, I wanted to be able to take my daughter to a game, so we, we chose that uh, that day game. But it, it it's pretty remarkable. It doesn't seem to matter what day they play, what time they play. Uh, they are going to be able to draw and draw very well. That is the hottest ticket to get right now in St. Louis. Yeah, man, it was so funny. For that Galaxy game, my wife was trying to get a ticket, and she was like, is this right? I was like, yeah. It's, I was like, good luck. I was like, good luck. She's like, can I go with you? I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'll send you some videos and pictures. But yeah, man, getting a ticket to one of these games, it's, it's crazy. But if, if you can get in, man, it's such a great experience. It uh, it really is. And, I mean, from a, from an actual on-the-pitch the standpoint, they got to play better. They've been struggling a little bit. The injuries are absolutely killing them. Uh, but uh, they're they're atop the standings in the in the Western Conference. If they want to stay there, they got to get a few more wins than what they've gotten here over the last month. Yeah, man. Which is a testament to this team that you know you lose two your which Klaus hasn't played in you know more than two months, and now you got Lupin, who is you know your second guy. Those guys are both out, but you're still competing. I mean, Nashville and Mukhtar, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything with that. But the fact that they're still competing is impressive with all the injuries. But you got to keep rolling, especially starting tonight against a real Real Salt Lake team. It's really not that great, but, you know, anything can happen. Is this Klaus thing weird? Because when he first got injured, they're like, ah, probably one or two matches that he's out. And now it's like two months. Yeah, man. I remember watching the post game that night, and Carnell was like, he, he he made it seem like they took him out more for precautionary than that he was actually hurt. And, you know, they said after the game that, you know, Klaus said, you know, he felt better than he thought. So we're thinking, you know, maybe they'll, you know, they'll shut him down for a couple weeks. That was almost two and a half months ago. It's so strange. But I, the general consensus is that they're trying to save him for the playoffs. But 
I mean, you know, with soccer, which I, I've never played, but I know you, you're not just going to hop in from a quad injury from being injury and play a full match on Saturday. So I imagine he's, they said he's going to be out for at least another four weeks, and then you imagine it's going to be a couple more weeks for him to ramp up and get in and get in shape. So we may not see him for a while, but thankfully for all these, you know, they have the all these tournaments that they'll play in the summer and in the fall that the, season, the second half of the season kind of spread out. So it should give him time to be back by this fall when it really matters. Yeah, you, you allude to it. It is kind of different with soccer. I'm not a soccer guy. I don't understand everything. But with so many sports, it seems like once you're healthy and ready to go, give it three, four days, you know, go to baseball, go down on a rehab assignment and hockey, go out on a conditioning assignment, give it a few days and you're good to go with soccer. It just feels like the the ramp up time is so much longer for these individuals to get back. Man, it's it's crazy. I mean, if you just, I mean, if you watch a game period, but really from the field level, you can really just see how much ground these guys are covering over 90 plus minutes of a match. And it's insane. I can't imagine I always felt that boxers had the best physical conditioning, but soccer players are definitely, literally, and figuratively giving them a run for their money. I remember when I played football, the soccer team practiced next to us. We would just watch them run. And our coach would be like, yeah, I'd pay attention to them because he'd be over with them. We were like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever, <laughs> we got you. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. It's a whole different animal. All right, let's talk a little Cardinals baseball before we uh, get you out of here. Good series in the sense that they won the series. You would have loved to have seen them sweep today. Don't don't love the fact that they get shut out by the Washington Nationals. But I think most people are trying to kind of grab onto the straws of, of what might be positive things happening. And at the very least, they're they're winning more than they're losing here over the last week or so. Right. I mean, with with the with the series against the Mets and then the series against you know the Nationals. They finally were doing both good things in one game, right? They were scoring runs, and the pitching was doing what it needed to do. Now, you had some higher scoring games, but at least you got some of those shutdown innings that everyone talks about. But, man, I tell you what, like, you know, it's good to see the Cardinals winning, but then you look up at the top of the standings, and the hottest team in baseball is in your division, and you're essentially probably going to have to win the NL Central to get into the playoffs because I don't know how realistic a wild card spot is at this point. So, I mean, that, that, that worries you that the Fifth Reds is playing so well. And, you know, you're thinking that's going to take several hot streaks from the Cardinals to get back in it. But as Ollie has said, you know, you're not going to get it back in one game, right? It's going to be game by game. And what they're doing now will definitely help them start to head down that right direction. Do you believe in the Cincinnati Reds? Man, <laughs> I don't know. My wife's from Cincinnati, so I hope she's not listening. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. They're, they're young. They're young, but they're good, you know, because my wife is from Cincinnati, which she's definitely turned into more of a Cardinals person. But just watching some of those games, man, you're just like, in, in a way that with the Cardinals, when everything has gone wrong, has gone wrong, with the Reds, everything that can go right has gone right. I mean, they're getting walk-offs. They're getting, you know, shut down. And so it's just crazy to see it literally the exact opposite of what the Cardinals have dealt with. Every game, right, you're wondering what's going to go wrong. Watching the Reds games, you're watching, well, you know, what's going to go right? Something's coming. Oh, L.A. De La Cruz beats a throw from the shortstop to home. Like, how many players in Major League Baseball can even do that? So, yeah, I mean, I, I struggle to believe it, but, I mean, they've won, what, 11 straight? Yeah. So it's hard to deny that. You're you're a Kentucky guy. The state of Kentucky's kind of broken up. Some of it is Cardinals fans. Some of it is Reds fans. Who did you grow up rooting for from a baseball standpoint? And it was 
so it's kind of funny. It's Cardinals, it's Reds, and also a little bit of Braves as well. But I, I grew up kind of keeping up with the Reds and the Cardinals. But then when I started playing baseball, minor league baseball, for the record, I was terrible. But I played for the Reds. And so that latched, uh, that latched me on to the Reds. And then you remember Ken Griffey Jr. played for the Reds for a hot second. And that's when I kind of really started following the Reds. But I followed the Cardinals as well. I mean, I can remember when I was in – the YMCA after school day camp watching Mark McGuire and his home run race. Like I can vividly remember that that moment of watching. So it's kind of a hodgepodge. I wouldn't say I was dedicated to one team, but Reds and Cardinals are right there neck and neck. All right, good stuff. Well, enjoy the uh, the match this evening at uh, at City Park. We'll see if uh, City can come away with what would be a, a pretty good win, a team that they beat earlier this year. So they'll try to uh, win both matches against them. But Brian, always appreciate the time. We'll see you real soon. Perfect. Thank you for having me, buddy. All right, you bet. There's Brian Kennedy joining us here on the program. You see him on Channel 4 KMOV. You follow him on Twitter at TV. And, uh, yeah, always enjoy being able to uh, talk to him. He's over uh, at uh, City Park right now as City SC gets set to uh, match up against Real Salt Lake. Again, they beat them in Salt Lake City earlier this year by a 4 nothing score, and uh, they'll try to win tonight, but they are uh, they are undermanned right now. Uh, they've uh, signed a couple of the City 2 guys uh, on short-term contracts here recently. They're just trying to put it all together, and I, the point he made about maybe the idea of just making sure that Klaus is back for, for the playoffs, like, you want Klaus back for the playoffs, that's for sure, but you also want to be in as good of a spot as possible. And from a, I don't know, like, again, I, I talk from a, from a position of ignorance when it comes to what's important and what's not important to, in soccer. But, man, I, you know, when I just watch them, it, it feels like so often everybody knows where everybody else is on the field. It's, uh, it's, it's masterful. It's beautiful when things are, are, are going well. And, I would just want to see Klaus get some time during the regular season to kind of be part of what's going on. Not that getting him back for the postseason wouldn't be a good thing, but just uh, the opportunity for him to be part of this a little bit earlier. They just passed the halfway point of the season. They play a long season. The The MLS season goes a long time, and just the weird thing about it for people who are not soccer people is the fact that in, interspersed within the MLS season, you have some other tournaments and, and things like that going on. And it just, it's not the way that we as American sports fans are used to. Why it would be like if, if the Cardinals all of a sudden just played a, a random game that was part of some other type of tournament in the middle of something. And it just would be weird. And uh, in, in soccer, it works. And that's the way they, uh, they do things. But it is a, it is a long, long season. All right, uh, we'll jump back into Cardinals uh, talk. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can uh, tweet at me as well if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. Cardinals lost today to Washington by a 3 nothing score. What do we take from their last week? Winning two out of three against the Mets and winning two out of three against the Nationals. Is there something to take away from that? We'll discuss it coming up in just a moment as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Grape Bar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it. Got about uh, 25 minutes left in the program, a Graybar Sports Open Line. We'll have full two-hour editions of the program tomorrow and Friday. Cardinals are off. They have an off day in London tomorrow as they travel in, and then they'll have a workout day in London on Friday before they'll play those two London series games uh, coming up on Saturday and Sunday. I'm kind of – so when baseball does something that's kind of cool – I want everybody to see it. I love baseball, and I wish and this 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 rings a little bit hollow in St. Louis, where we all love baseball. But if we're having this conversation in other cities, other cities that don't love baseball as much as we do, I would sit here and say it's a bummer that you're doing something cool, that it's at a really interesting location, and it's just not at a time. That is great for everybody involved. Now, I understand there's a time difference, and that's part of it. But, you know, you think about the Field of Dreams game, especially that first one and the, you know, Kevin Costner on the field and guys walking in through the, you know, in, in from the outfield. Um, and everybody was watching that. It was at night. It was a great time. And yeah, you and you and I might be watching or listening to it when first pitch on Sunday morning is at 930 in the morning. But how many people really are across the country? I think people in New York at 8.30 in the morning are jazzed up to watch a baseball game. Like, I just, I, I don't know what you do because of the time difference, and that's the challenge here. But it's a bummer that something so cool like this London series uh, is at a time because of the time difference that not as many people are going to see it. I guess we deal with the same things when uh, NFL games are played over there. They always end up starting uh, really, really early in the morning. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me as well if you'd like. At Matt Pauley on air. Bill has given us a call. Hey, Bill, you're on Sports Open Line. Yes, sir. I was just wondering if this new uh, schedule where they're playing the teams, uh, instead of playing 19 games, they're only playing 13 games. Now, that's 24 games that the Cardinals be playing other teams. You think that's any effect? Because it seems like most of the divisions are, are pretty well balanced this year, except for some that's taken off. So that's why I thought yes, yes, Yeah, yeah, Bill, I, I think it's having an impact. You know, here in the first year, we'll have to wait and see. When you look at the Cardinals and what they have done against the uh, against the different divisions this year, they're four and five against the NL East. They're ten and thirteen against the NL Central. They're seven and thirteen against the NL West, and then they're ten and thirteen against American League teams. So. I don't know. I, if their record against the Central was was fantastic and then they were below 500 against the other divisions, I'd say it was having more of an impact. But their division against the NL, their record against the NL Central and their record against American League opponents is exactly the same. They're 10 and 13 in each. They've been best against the NL East. They're four and five. Now that has a lot to do with the fact that they just had one of their better weeks of the year, taking four of six uh, against two NL East opponents. So that that helps. I think in the long run it will, but also 
when we're talking and I don't I don't love it by the way. I like playing the divisional teams as much as 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 you did previously. Now it created a situation with the Cardinals where you were playing some bad teams more often, so it probably helped. It was easier to win the Central than it is to win the West and win the East because just historically, I think the Central has had uh, more teams that are not great. But you know what? I've, two, three years ago, what the, the COVID year, did they have four teams into uh, the playoffs out of the NL Central? Like the, uh, up until very uh, pre-COVID, the NL Central, there would always be a, a really bad team or two in there, but the kind of the depth of the division was was really good. There'd always be two or three playoff teams in there as well. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting question. I, I just I don't think it's played out long enough to really know what the impact's going to be. This is also something that is probably kind of a temporary schedule, and not temporary that's going to be gone in two or three years but temporary and that's probably going to be gone in 10 years because at some point in time, major league baseball is going to expand and they're probably going to expand by two teams. And then that's going to allow them to go to a pod system where you're going to have what it would be four, eight, four team pods. And you would play the three other teams in your pod a lot. And then you would play every other team once, either at home or on the road, a series against them. So kind of the way it's set up right now, where you're playing, uh, you're you're playing your non-divisional opponents. You're playing teams from the American League. Uh, you're playing all of them once, one series per year, either home or away. Then you're playing all the teams from the National League that are not central teams, you're playing them home and away during the year, and then the rest is inside of your division. Once they once they get to that pod situation, you're going to play all the other pods just the one time, the way they are playing like right now, the interleague games, and then you would play against your pod teams the rest of the way. I don't know what that's going to look like. They want to they make it completely regional. I just... When you talk about the Cardinals specifically, if it's going to be a four-team pod, the numbers don't add up when you're trying to keep the rivalries where you want. You know, you think about who do you want to see the Cardinals in a pod with from a regional standpoint. Well, clearly, you want to have them in a pod with the Cubs. That's their number one rival. But in a perfect world, you'd probably also have Kansas City inside of that pod because they're three hours down the road. Well, from a Cubs perspective... Who do the Cubs want in that pod? Well, they're going to want the Cardinals, but they're going to want the White Sox and they're going to want the Brewers because they're in the same city as the White Sox and then they're an hour and a half away from Milwaukee. If you're Milwaukee, who do you want in the pod? You want the Cubs and you want the White Sox because they're an hour and a half away, but you also probably want Minnesota. You want the Twins in there. So one of those teams isn't going to be in that pod. You think about that there's reasons to argue when, when you're thinking about St. Louis and Chicago uh, specifically. There's reasons to argue for Kansas City, the White Sox, the Brewers, and the Twins all in that pod based off who these teams are going to want, and there's just too many teams. So that's going to be a challenge and, and something that I would be worried about. I hope that Major League Baseball, and this is where Rob Manfred scares me, Rob Manfred, I don't think, respects, maybe respect is the wrong word. It's 
it's what came up a few days ago when he was talking about Oakland, when he was so, so dismissive of the reverse boycott and the Oakland fans having 20 plus, 20,000 plus people in there. And it was very unbecoming of the commissioner to be as dismissive as he was. And just the same way when he talked about the World Series trophy, referring to it as a piece of metal. And I know he tried to walk back those comments, but he said what he said. And sometimes he he says things like that where he's very dismissive of things that are important in the game. And that's what scares me about when they go back into realignment and when they do this pod system is not being respectful of the rivalries that exist and how you find a way to keep those in place. Now, Rob Manfred serves, you know, at the at the request of the owners. And the own the owners are going to have strong beliefs on these things, and they're going to fight for, for what's right. Uh, I can't believe that the Cardinals, Cardinals ownership would ever just sit back and allow the Cardinals to be placed into some sort of pod that does not include the Cubs. I don't, I don't see a scenario where, where they would allow that to happen, but I do see a scenario where Ma, Rob Manfred sits down and he's putting together pods and – he does something weird with the Cardinals where they're not in the same uh, pod as the Cubs. And that that's the only thing that would scare me a little bit about what's going to happen moving forward with baseball. The other thing you got to figure out at some point in time, they, they got to add those two teams and you got to figure out what market those two new teams are going to come from. Is it going to be Nashville? Is it going to be Salt Lake? Is it going to be Portland? Is it going to be Montreal? Is it going to be San Antonio? Is it going to be Mexico City? Like What? what what market, what city is going to get baseball added? And, you know, they, they have said that they've had to get two situations figured out before they can talk about expansion. You had to get Oakland figured out, and unfortunately for the fans in Oakland, it looks like they're going to lose their team, and that team's going to go to Las Vegas. They then have to get the Tampa situation figured out. The current situation in Tampa is not a sustainable situation. They either need to get a new stadium in Tampa and they've there have been some efforts at that over the last few years, but none have gone especially far. And if you're not going to be able to get a new stadium deal in Tampa, you, you look at the Rays as being another team that could potentially move. So the first thing that has to happen is those two situations need to get figured out. One of them is just about through uh, the the finish line with Oakland losing the A's to, to Las Vegas in all likelihood. Next thing, get Tampa figured out. Once that's figured out, then you're able to do a market assessment on all these other cities. I think there's a lot of cities in, in the United States that can handle Major League Baseball. I think Major League Baseball would thrive in Nashville. I think it would thrive in Portland. I think it would thrive in San Antonio. There are a bunch of cities in this country that I absolutely believe can support Major League Baseball. But then when you get into expansion, the other side of it is baseball has more infrastructure than any other sport. Because for every Major League Baseball team you add, you're adding a triple-A team, you're adding a double-A team, you're adding a high-A team, you're adding a low-A team. So for every Major League Baseball team, you're adding four minor league teams, and you got to find the markets for those teams. So there's a lot that goes into this. and It wasn't something I was planning to talk about, but we got into it because of the uh, schedule uh, conversation Bill asked whether or not I think the schedule is impacting things. I think it is a little bit. Um, I would rather I could answer that question better when the Cardinals have a good season. If the Cardinals had a record that we kind of expected them to have, I think we could then go look at their 
their record against the NL East, NL Central, NL West, AL East, AL Central, AL West, and we could say more soundly whether or not that's really having an impact on uh, what's going on. Uh, but for now, it's hard to say because, again, their division, their record against their division and their record against all the American League teams combined, it's exactly the same. The Cardinals just have not been good enough this year for us to really uh, say how much of an impact it's having. All right, one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of the program. Again, if you want to get in here, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. And we're back with more in just a moment. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This weekend, the Cards and Cubs are heading across the big pond to jolly old England as America's pastime descends on London Stadium. This is Cardinals broadcaster John Rooney. We'll be with you from the first pitch to the final out. Hear the games from the UK on KMOX and KMOX.com. Saturday at 12.10, Sunday at 9.10 a.m. The Cards, the Cubs. It just might be England's biggest event since the wedding of Kate and William. Starting to wrap things up on this edition of a Sports Open Line, a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. Again, we'll have uh, full shows coming up tomorrow. Also on Friday, sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski alongside. Matt, do you – are you going to wake up – now, you, go, you generally go to church on Sunday mornings. Um, would you wake up early because I don't think you're generally up by like eight o'clock in the morning. No. Would you would you wake up especially early on Sunday morning to watch the Cardinals game in London? I will. Okay. Yeah, I mean I will too. I just I I don't think people in other markets are going to. No. If you're not in the St. Louis or Chicago market, probably not. Yeah, the T V ratings are not going to be fantastic for me. Maybe for tomorrow uh, Saturday's game it'll be fine. It's a twelve o'clock game. That's fine. But nine o'clock in the it's a it's a prime moment, one of these big games and I understand, again, the time change and all that sort of stuff, but it just bums me out that I feel like much of the country is not going to be able to experience what it is. It's not for us. It's for them. No, I disagree. I disagree oh, because— I It's about growing the game, right? It is about growing the game, but you, I think you grow the game with uh, prime events— and you use and TV is a big part of that. You know, you look at what happened with the last TV agreement and, and just how much the the TV money means more to Major League Baseball than attendance means to Major League Baseball. So I think it as much as it is for the locals in that part of our world, I do think that's like saying that the Field of Dreams game wasn't for us. It was only for the people of Dyerville, Iowa, whatever the name of the city where the Field of Dreams yeah. is. This is for a different country, six hours ahead, where baseball is not a huge sport, don't you think? this is? Uh, it's for them, but it's also for us. I know. It's for yeah. us. Are you just trying to, like, get on my nerves on this whole thing? Uh, maybe. I don't know. No, I, I think maybe two, two, two day games, both at noon, I think would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, getting back, I don't know with the travel situation, but they've got Monday off as well. I mean, they're going to play... 
They're going to play two games over a five-day period. They're off Thursday. They're off Friday. They'll play those two games Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, they're going to be off on Monday again before they uh, get back at it. The schedule is just so weird. We were talking earlier. They're not playing this year on um, on Labor Day, which I hate. And uh, it, the, the, uh, the unintended consequence of the schedule being changed the way it was, the way we were talking about it in our last segment, is that it's a little bit more challenging to create the schedule when you are playing everybody and you get weird things like not every team playing on Memorial Day, not every team playing on Labor Day, uh, teams with Fridays off, teams with Sundays off. It, Major League Baseball has an attendance issue from a from a league standpoint, not from a St. Louis standpoint. We know about what St. Louis does from an attendance standpoint, but when you look at baseball overall, attendance, although it has has jumped back a little bit this year, I th- I said going into this year, you know, let's look at the TV ratings and let's look at the attendance numbers at the end of the season to see what impact the pitch clock and the rule changes are going to have and Again, we'll wait till the end of the season to dissect the whole thing. But right now, attendance is up, and right now, uh, TV viewership is up. And it's not just from last year; from the last two years, you can go to pre-COVID numbers and see that those numbers are up. So the what they were trying to accomplish with that so far seems to be uh, accomplished. But that said. Major League Baseball still has an attendance issue. There are still markets that are not supporting from an attendance standpoint the games as much as those respective owners would like them to be supportive of. And it's frustrating for me if one of those teams that has an attendance issue is playing on a Tuesday night but then not playing on a Friday or not playing on a Sunday. And that doesn't happen too often, but it should never. It should never happen. Baseball should be able to figure out a schedule that guarantees, outside of a situation like this with London, I understand why there's a Friday off day in front of Saturday, Sunday. But if you're if you're playing at your own stadium or playing at other major league stadiums, they should be able to figure out a schedule where every team is playing on holidays and every team is playing on Friday, is playing on Saturday, and is playing on Sunday. That seems Easy and very common sensey to me, for lack of a actual word, uh, but that's just me. And I guess putting together a schedule might be a little bit more challenging than what people, uh, what people like me would think. All right, that's it for this edition of Sports Open Line. Thanks so much for uh, being tuned in. Thanks to uh, Kendra D. St. Aubin and also Brian Kennedy for uh, joining us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, a full two-hour edition. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.